however long. Oh, yeah. Well, it is Monday, January 23rd. We just had divisional round of NFL playoffs going on. Got a lot to talk about there, but we'll get to the number one thing that everybody was excited about. Everybody was waiting for Monday, like every Monday in the winter. Everybody's clamoring for the new AP Top 25 in college basketball. I know Titus was clamoring for it. So Titus, for the first time since 2002-2003, Alabama now finds himself number two in the nation in the AP poll. Number two? Number two. Who's number one? I actually don't know who number one is. <laughs> I know Houston's not number one because they lost their second game uh, on Saturday. But uh, yeah, so shout out Roll Tide. Um, D'Amico uh, Ryans. It's probably going to Houston. It's looking like it's becoming a done deal. I saw a report where he's already got the staff recruited. D'Amico going back home to where he was drafted. I know Titus is wincing. I think there's potential there, though. I'm happy for D'Amico. I'm happy. But I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it blowing up and him just ending up <laughs> back at Alabama. So, I mean, it's a win-win for me. <laughs> I feel I feel conflicted um, because, one, I said before I want to take the right job. And I just don't know if the Houston job is the right job. I just, as an organization, I feel like they got too much going on up top. You know, yeah, I'm not sure how much I trust him as an organization, but um, I mean, but this is a guy who knows he knows what he's getting into. I mean, he's very familiar with the organization, so that's true. That's true. I mean, I think if if there's anybody out there for this job to pick the Texans (laughs) off the ground, (laughs) it's it's Samika Ryan's. Yeah, Yeah. it's all it's going to come down to hiring our offense coordinator, too. And I think he knows, I feel like being around Kyle Shannon, he'll kind of know how to do that. Yeah. Um, I think he'll be understand, he'll understand the direction he needs to go in. But yeah, and because he's going to have a rookie quarterback. This is pretty much what it's going to be. So it's going to be, he's going to need the right coordinator for that. Because the defense, I'm sure, is going to be fine. Like, it won't be as talented as the 49ers defense because that defense is loaded with talent. But also, his ability to harness that talent says a lot because that defense is, that defense, we'll get more than that later. But yeah, um, yeah. I want to do, I'm going to be going forward. Of course, I want to go well. But yeah, it's just that organization scares me. Everything about Texans scares me as an organization. They just it's like, <laughs> but if he does, I'm I'm be cheering for him. I want it to go well. I don't want him to be a fire coordinator. You know. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of interviews with questionable organizations, Brian Flores interviewed with Arizona today. Arizona's on the talk to everybody policy, huh? They are, but I thought it was interesting because last time we had pretty much decided, yeah, they're definitely going defense. And now I'm imagining, look, I feel like Brian Flores didn't even like Tua. How is this man even going to like Kyler? Like Uh, Tua is one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your life. And he's going to go coach Kyler Murray now? I mean, maybe like maybe when he saw like that video of Kyler telling Cliff to calm the bleep down. And, and called the play. Maybe that was like, you know, I like quarterback that talks crazy like that. Hey, maybe. Maybe that's maybe. his style, you know? Um, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't. Now, uh, honestly, I would take the Texans job before I said the Cardinals job, I think. Really? Because I don't know what they're doing. Like, they fired, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> they they fired, they gave a coach a five year extension. They were like, you know what? That was a bad idea. Let's fire you this year. Uh, they don't know what they're doing. They don't. They, they don't. 
Like the Texans at least have had some success recently, right? Like as a franchise, they've been decent. They've had more years of decency than they've had just being a garbage franchise. I'll yeah. give them that much, as of late at least. I'll give them that much. Like the Cardinal job, I'm that that's the one. That that man went to Thailand. Is he mm-hmm. back in America yet? Do we know if he's back? I, I doubt it. Yeah. Like that man, it went so bad for him. He went to Thailand and was like, I'm I'm out. Yeah, you don't go to Thailand. Uh, I doubt he's back. You don't go to Thailand just for a few days. I mean, it takes a few days just yeah, to fly a, there anyway. He took a one-way. That was like a week ago, though, or two weeks ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, it took a one-way trip out the country. It was like, I'm, I don't want no more coaching jobs. I'm gone. Yeah. So, yeah, he's out there finding himself. They made the last coach go find himself at, like, 30-something. Yeah. Dangerous. It's a dangerous place. But, no, I think yeah. it's good that Flores is getting a few interviews. I think I heard his name in another interview, too, I think. That's just the one I saw today. Okay. It was a yeah, headline. I might, I'm, you might be right. But yeah, I think um, it's cool to see him getting after everything is going down with the Miami situation still, that loss is still being in play. It's cool to see him still getting um, interviews and talk through. So yeah. Yep. Um, speaking of owners who don't know what they're doing, the Moreno family, the owners of the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, they said, hey, we're shopping. Anybody want to come on the team? But then they announced today they're done shopping and they're going to go ahead with the 2023 season. So if you're an Angels fan, I'm sorry. I'm sure that's what y'all all wanted was for the Morenos to sell the team. But you got at least one more year. Mm. It's like if Dan Snyder is like, you know what? I'm not selling. Like if he does that, like teams off the market. We need to come up with a list of like families or, you know, these owners who absolutely have no idea what they're doing, you know, across basketball, football and baseball and rank them. Because, I, I mean, I put the Morenos in top three, maybe they they might be up there. Um, Con, not Con, um, Cronky, Cronky, he might be up there, too. Oh, he's up there. Yeah, he's, he's up, up there. there. Sure. He's up there for yeah. sure. Because he got most he got like multiple franchises spread across yeah. the family. You know, who owns the Chargers? They're up there too. Who does own the Chargers? That's a it's good been question. the same guy or whatever for I think it is right forever. Yeah, yeah. It's just really cheap. Yeah, and even the Cardinals owners, because no one knows who they are, but they they're quiet. They quietly don't know what they're doing. It's like the same family owned it forever. Yeah, um, they really lucked their way into that Super Bowl that year. They did right, and the pass yeah. interference would have got called. We would have been in that Super Bowl. Mm. Sorry. Dean Spanos. <laughs> Spanos, that's his name. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Spanos looks like a guy that doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> like just, I just saw him. He, that just looks like a dude that doesn't know what he's doing at all. Yeah. Um. So some, some people are sad. Mm. And one who is especially sad today is Cam Reddish. As Cam Reddish resides or continues to reside on the bench, not even on the roster in New York as Rui, 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 Hachimura is uh, heading on a plane to the West Coast, getting traded for absolutely nothing. You could say they got none in return. The Wizards did as they got Kendrick Nunn and some draft picks in return for Rui. It's a really good pickup, in my opinion. By the yeah, way. I'm excited to see um, Rui get some opportunities. I know he had a rough year last year. Um, He's doing better this year. Back. Yeah. He had the mental health uh, break he went on last year for like half the season and everything. So I'm glad to see him get that chance. We're going to see. I mean, he's going to get plenty of time, plenty of minutes. Lord knows they got minutes to give in L.A. 
So he's gonna yeah. get an opportunity. Um, I think it's a good pickup for it's a it's a risk, low risk reward pickup for everybody too. Like it's not a lot of risk there for anybody. And um, if Lakers can still find a way to get Cam Reddish, maybe because I know he wants yeah. out. And going to Tibbs was never gonna work for him. I, I still don't know like what he can be. I know Hawks fans seem to be like, eh, he ain't it in a lot of ways from what I've seen. Um, Knicks fans seem to be on the same wavelength, but also I just don't think Tibbs ever wanted him. Yeah, I think it, um, from what I've seen, people are more speculating that it's um, you know it's a personal thing. Which I mean, some this is something you pointed out when the trade initially happened between Atlanta and the Knicks. You were like, yeah, this isn't. I can't see this going well. And Cam Reddish, he's very like hot or cold, and that's how the fan base is. You either love Cam Reddish and you think he has all the poten- potential in the world, or you think he's just completely overhyped and just makes terrible basketball decisions, which he's very uh, guilty of at times. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think all the potential's there. He's just going to be one of those guys. You know, he's got to go at his own pace, at, at his own rate. Be put in the right situation but um yeah i mean i think he he just needs to find a better destination it's like a less pressurized andrew wiggins type thing right well like you just waiting on him to get to the right organization that can really make use of him right that kind of feels like that with him because i I feel like the talent's there it's just gonna put it together that you listen to like all those guys around that class uh, who played against him talk about him like you ever anthony ever talk about him playing against him yeah, Anthony Edwards said he was the hardest person he's ever yeah, had to guard. Right. Um, and then like even in that draft class, I think he was like the hidden one. People were like, you know, Cam might be one of the better ones out of that. Out of that yeah, group. some people and thought he, he might, yeah, be taken first. Be, yeah. 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 So it's just I think it's just it's all gonna be situational for him. And I hope yeah. he finds the right situation because I, I like him as a talent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, like, I, I, do, I do too. Yeah, I wanna see that realized and actualized for sure. Yeah, we got a little glimpse of it in that playoff series mm-hmm. when he went off for the Hawks, but she's got to be able to string the performances together, right. I guess. Uh, so two last things before we go into NFL. They're both Alabama-related. I just We don't even have to talk about them. I just want to tell the people that I've seen them, I acknowledge them, and they are stupid. So the whole conversation of, ooh, Alabama claiming Jalen Hurts. Ooh, they can't do that. Like, whatever. Ask Jalen Hurts yourself. I don't know. It's trending on top, uh, trending on Twitter pretty heavily, or at least in my feeds. And then the other thing is have you seen a quote going around about what Brock Purdy said to the, or what Nick Saban said to Brock Purdy? I haven't. No, I haven't. Yeah. It's something like uh, Nick Saban just straight up said, you're below average size your arm is weak and then he said something else about him he just like pretty much said three disses and that circulated for a couple days and then people went back into uh the receipts and they're like we think you're lying because you got an offer from alabama so that doesn't make sense if alabama if nick saban just called you trash and then gave you an offer huh so that was it. So, anyways, Titus, fill me in on this NFL weekend because I watched maybe half of the first half of the Bills Bengals game and I saw how that was going to go instantly and I lost interest. Okay. That so, that was all that I watched. Okay. So, here's the thing I didn't watch the, the Bengals Bills game because it worked Saturday night. So, I had to, you know, I had to, had to figure it out. So, I, <laughs> I missed that one. So, I will go for the second game. Right. But I looked up, I saw the score, I said, 
didn't dismiss anything here. But I've listened to like four NFL podcasts. Shout out to the Ringer. Shout out to the Athletic. Um, shout out to Twitter. Uh, everybody, uh, pretty much. Shout out to Reddit. So um, pretty much for what I gathered in that game, the Bengals just had a perfect plan to stop Josh Allen. Um, the fact that the, Bengals, that the Bills don't really have a real running game, the offensive line isn't that great, came to a head. Josh Allen looked bad because um, they don't have really Stephon Diggs. The other guys are cool, but it's not. They don't have enough weaponry, and they aren't. They're not used their best. They're not used at their maximum potential. They're not maximized by the offensive coordinator, and Josh Allen's elbow is still an issue. Yep. Um. Yeah. Pretty much. So yeah, uh, I think. Another thing for that game for me is the fact that I feel like they ball got to get more credit because he somehow managed to make Josh Allen stop being a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. And he also did the same with Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. So he might, I don't know what he does. I don't know if he has like a zapper, like a dog collar, but like you throw it, you throw it, you fumble it, you get zapped, you throw it, yeah. you get, I don't know what it is, but he stops it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he somehow managed to stop it. And Allen's kind of back up on the turnover this year. But yeah, the Bengals are here. And Levi, the most important thing about the Bengals win is the part system is showing up heavy. Yep. We have said what? for weeks, the Bengals are peaking at the right time. Part is on display heavily. Oh, yeah. No, you, you were right. And I have to give you even more credit because last week I threw in P-Mart and I said, I believe that P-Mart overtakes part, which P-Mart is peak and morale at the right time. Yes, yes, yes. And we learned uh, that is not the case. Part, <laughs> part <laughs> withstands all. Yeah, part, part stood tall. Um, Michael Scott is getting it done, man. Yeah, he's getting it done. <laughs> I he don't is. know how he's doing it, but <laughs> yeah. it keeps happening. And they're back in the AFC Championship again. I mean, and with a good chance to win. Yeah, a really good chance to win. Yeah. Um. The uh, it's just weird. We give all the focus on that Cincinnati offense, which there's plenty of reason to. Right. And it's a top 10 offense, um, I believe. But it's a top 10 defense, too. And we never talk about that defense. Uh, it's a very talented team from top to bottom. Uh, Cincinnati's got some dogs. I mean, I don't know how Zach Taylor's contributing to it, but Cincinnati <laughs> keep doing their thing. Uh, yeah, Lou Lou Anamaro, Anarumo, I think is how you say. It. I don't know how you say it. Best defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. Heard a lot about him on the um, Ringer NFL show last night. Ben Masolak was talking heavy about him, just the job he's done with that defense, mm-hmm. how he's made them just just with game planning, just really put people in the right positions to maximize their skill set, which is the mark of a good coach to me. Not yeah. not making guys fit your system building your system around your talent and maximizing their roles. And he's really done a great job at that. So, um, so them and maybe Zach Taylor is the guy that hires the right people. Yeah. You know, and that's valuable. That's valuable. Um, Michael Scott hired the right people. Exactly. Exactly. You know, who else does that in college football. Who? Dabo Swinney. Mm-hmm. Hired the right people. Things mm-hmm. happen when you hire the right people, you know? He's, oh he's yeah. Happy. That reminds me, that was a topic from weeks ago. I don't think we ever discussed, but, or did we bring it up? I mean, Dabo, Dabo saved himself a little bit with the hire he got. Oh, the TCU guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He got Lincoln Riley's brother. Yeah, yeah, he did. He yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to Dabo on that. Yeah. I don't think we brought it up, and I remember writing that down weeks ago. He's, yeah. He's buying it up a little bit, you know, trying to <laughs> trying to push that stock back up. <laughs> right, right, right. So, yeah, uh, hiring like people is an, impor- is an important skill to have. Having an opera coordinator is a great skill. I think Dan Quinn has that eye. 
Like Dan Quinn went and got Kyle Shanahan. Like, yo, mm-hmm. take this offense, do things. <laughs> you know, and it, it worked for him. You know, having that eye is important. Maybe, maybe that's what Zach Taylor does. He hires people that can get the job done when he can't. Yeah, Shout out to Michael Scott. Like that guy's incredible. It's it's something. Hey. Yeah, it is. Uh, I just want to bring up. You know who? You know who's another coach who's probably really good at hiring people. Sean Payton, and Sean Payton's going to have plenty of people to hire in Dallas once Kellen Moore <laughs> and Mike McCarthy. And all these other, and all these other guys are gone. <laughs> so are are you in the are you in the clean house mindset with Dallas? You think it's time? Just, they have to. House? In my opinion, they have yeah. to. I don't disagree with you, honestly. Um oh, I also ventured to a Cowboys Twitter space last night to see what the temperature was. They weren't there was like a very cordial space. They were like, you know, just talking about the team in very matter of fact ways and everything. Um they seem to be split on the Mike McCarthy thing, but they all seem to the common thing is Kellen Moore has to go. Yeah. They don't think Moore is getting it done. And mm-hmm. I do understand that. And I, I kind of agree with that. Um yeah. because so I talk, I'm a I'm an Eagles man, so I talk about Dak negatively, of course, because it's fun. But I don't think Dak's a bad quarterback. I don't think Dak's like a go when you a go when you like a playoff run, like on some magical type stuff, you know. I don't think he's one of the like elite guys that can just go win a game, but it's very few of those. But I feel like He's a good quarterback. And I don't think this idea that you're going to go get rid of Dak and start over, that's not going to work, bro. Because you're not going to, we're going to replace Dak with Derek Carr. Yeah. Like that's, you can't tell me that's better necessarily than yeah. what Dak can, Dak can bring you, right? Um, well, I, go ahead. I think Dak's <clears throat> kind of shown, and he may be, I'm not trying to put them all on the same tier, but maybe they just have the same uh, deficiency in this one compartment. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like the Josh Allen, the Dak Prescott, the um the Daniel Jones and then you're talking about you know these coordinators drawing up these plays I think it's you know to the point where Brian Dayball's offense is so intricate and it's so meticulous that it's so hard to make the wrong decision because yeah. you're going to have this read right here and it's going to stage you know the defensive backs right and so his second read is going to be in another spot where there's no way there's going to be two you know Um, so they've got it schemed up to where they're going to, uh, separate the the secondary to where you're going to have two clean spots to go with. And if you can't, you know, just take off and run or whatever, but yeah, don't let, I think you can't let Dak sit back and make all the decisions, you know, for himself. You got to make some of the decisions for Dak, um, you know, at Mississippi state where he was really good, which of course he ran it more, um, at Mississippi state and he used the size because, it's hard to, I mean, when you're that big, yeah, it's, <laughs> you got to run because yeah. nobody can really tackle you that efficiently. Right. Right. But um, with Dan Mullen, I feel like he's the same way too. It was very, uh, you know, programmed. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so. He's not great at the off schedule. Like you just got to, the off schedule doesn't work for him. Yeah. But like having a strong running, I mean, he was at his best. When Zeke was at his peak, that's when Dak was at his best. That wasn't a coincidence, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, he that kind of offense suits him. Just yeah. a really strong running game. Him in play actions is, is dangerous. Um, but yeah, I think there's a fine thing that can be done there. And they're still going to be right there. Because like I said, I just don't think rebuilding is an option for, like in terms of the roster because their window is now. Yeah. Michael Parsons is cheap. Trevon mm-hmm. Diggs is cheap. Um, they got CD, but I think CD's about to be locked up. Like the, the roster is there and your peak is now. This is your moment right now. you got to make it happen. So I think, yeah, if you got to clean house, clean house. Coordinator for sure got to change though. Um McCarthy and Shanahan were having a battle of bad game management towards the end of that game, by the way. Um, oh, yeah. Shanahan skated. I didn't catch it, so. Yeah, Shanahan skated 
because they won. But like they got the ball back with two oh four left. Um and still ended up punting. He doesn't know how to handle a lead, bro. It's like <laughs> bro. He really doesn't. Cause yeah. I'm like, yo, like, yo, why how are they getting the ball back, bro? Yeah. Um what's weird with Shanahan, right, is that as good of a coach he, as he is, he's quietly pretty conservative. Yeah, he is. Like if he feels like the game's gonna be tight, he's not gonna take a lot of risks. Mm-hmm. They had a couple four. I think that both both teams punted from the other team's side of the field yesterday. Yeah. Like you. Ew, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Um, Tenan does that a good bit, but no, that game, man, was that to me most about the Dallas 49ers game besides Zeke Elliott playing center, which is put that put that play in Canton. I want that enshrined in Ohio, Ezekiel Elliott at center, please. Um, to to end the game, please enshrine that. Those defenses, man, they were on point, bro. Mm-hmm. On both sides. Um, Levi, there was a play where Fred Warner, fourth quarter, late in the game, right? Fred Warner. Um, is lined up in the defensive tackle as a defensive tackle. He scrambles backwards. He runs backwards and breaks up a seed, a pass to CD Lamb over the middle. Oh yeah, yeah. I did I actually did see that. I did see that. Um, yeah, dude. Fred Warner's a beast. He's not He's a, a human, bro. He's not. No, a, he's not. That doesn't make sense because I watched that. Because what's funny is that T.Y. Hilton was open right on the other side of the route. T.Y. Hilton's like wide open if Dak throws it to him, but he's like. Oh, it's a linebacker on CD Lamb. Money. So, of course, it's going to be a target. And he broke it up. He got back there and broke it up. Like, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> but no, I no. think the, the defense were the standouts. Um, losing Tony Pollard for Dallas was a big deal because Zeke just don't have it like that anymore. Yeah. So the run game kind of diminished immediately from that. Um, also, prayers up Tony because he fractured his fibula. So he's. Out oh, yeah. Yeah. He got surgery. He's out. But no, I think, I mean, those, San Francisco's a weird team because I think they just match up weirdly with everybody like mm-hmm. if you have a good quarterback they have the defense to make your life hell mm-hmm. <laughs> they've done yeah. Aaron they did Dallas beat, they beat Aaron like four times they beat Dallas two years in a row like they're just built to make your life hell it's just how far can they extend their own season based on offense yeah but yeah but the good thing y'all have the well a y'all have a mobile quarterback yes and yes. b Y'all have, if not the one of the best offensive lines. Right. That's the. So. This is a real trenches game. Mm-hmm. This is a trenches battle, bro. the The game will be won in the trenches. Sounds is that nasty. why y'all were? Is that why y'all were uh, utilizing Boston more, getting them ready to go into the trenches uh, <laughs> against the 49ers? The thing about Boston Scott, I think he has like always. I think like the majority of his career touchdowns all come against the Giants. Yeah, I I think, he, and that's like a running it. joke. I think yeah. like they were like, "We're just going to beat you, Boston Scott. We're yeah, not going to use Miles Sanders." He was somehow plus three seventy on one touchdown. And I'm like, "Yo, that's Vegas. Why are you doing that? He's going to get us. It's the Giants. He's going to score, bro. That's what he does." But no, I think that yeah, that game was just I don't know. We're just a better team than them, honestly. Apparently, they haven't beaten us in Philly since two thousand nine. Something crazy. It's been a while since they beat us in Philadelphia. Um, but nah, Philly, man, I feel like we didn't learn a lot about the Eagles in that game in terms of like, oh, what's it going to do if a game gets tight? Because there was never any moment where that game was in doubt. Um, it's good because Hurts didn't have to do a lot because I still don't know how good that shoulder is and he didn't get tested in that game. But, you know, hey, I'll take a, I'll take a playoff blowout stress-free. Let's get home. Let's go home. Let's go yeah. home. Yeah. Please take me to the house. But yeah, um, you want to talk about the Chiefs-Jaguars game? Yeah. Mahomes had one leg. 
Chad Henney. Chad Henney let Chad keep cooking, bro. Chad Henney went 98 yards. <laughs> he did. He did. <laughs> uh, that's like the little bit that I watched of that game. I watched the full Chad Henney drive. Yo, and I bro. saw like, yeah, it's getting out of hand. Bro, um, I looked up. Yeah. I was watching it and I was like looking. I was trying to see you get updates on Mahomes. I was on Twitter and stuff like that. And I was like, did Henney, is Henney have to, did Henney have to go 98 yards? That would just happen. Like it, it confused me watching it. I'm like, yo, he just went all the way down the field. Okay, fine, fine. But yeah, um, I know that like the Bengals and the Chiefs thing is weird, and I do understand that Mahomes really wants to beat them. Um, and Andy Reid probably doesn't want to be owing for Zach Taylor. I feel like that would just I don't know what that man would do if he owing for Zach Taylor. But, <laughs> but um. I don't know if they can do it with one leg Mahomes, bro. Because high ankle sprains. Bro, I, don't know. I don't know if they can do it with two leg Mahomes. Right. That's the thing, right? High ankle sprains don't just stop being high ankle sprains in a week. It's not how those work. Like, I don't know how well, how much they can get by them. Because I've said before, Levi, I think we talked about, I said, I just don't know how far you can go with your tight end being your only real, real threat on offense. Right. Yeah. And if Mahomes going to be stuck in the pocket and they're going to, like, you know, do some shell coverage on, on Travis Kelsey. And you now we gotta rely on Juju and Pacheco. I love Pacheco, by the way. That dude just runs mm, like that dude good. runs like they told him, yo, you're like that to my guy's family hostage. And if he don't run for five yards, the, they're gonna blow up or something. That dude just be running. Like he that, that dude that he definitely runs like he was always told when he was growing up, he'd never make it to the league. Yes. That's the way he runs. <laughs> yes. That he runs angrily and I love every second of it. Yeah. <laughs> violent. But yeah, that um they kinda handled Jacksonville. They did what they need to do in that game. Um, got in, got out. Um the Jaguars, they're gonna be fine. I mean, it's a perfect young team. Yeah. And they get Ridley back next year. Yeah. To add to this offense. So they're gonna be nice. It's gonna be nasty. It's gonna and be nasty. Every, yep, and keep Urban Meyer out of coaching. Yeah, because he doesn't deserve it after this. He's we going Trevor, back to a college, bro. We thought Trevor Lawrence wouldn't. He doesn't belong there either. I don't. I don't want to see him in college either. He. I think he needs. There needs to be like a a universal ban on him from coaching for the crime he committed in Jacksonville. The crime against you know, coaching. You know, I, I was deep in my thoughts a few days ago, mm-hmm. and I really let the thoughts get really deep. And Titus, I actually started thinking about, you know what? Nick Saban retired and we called Urban Meyer. I would actually be okay with that. I would I would be okay with that because I know we're still going to go get rings with Urban Meyer. I'm going to hate him. I'm going to hate him. But I'll be okay with it because, <laughs> you know, he's going to get you somewhere in college football. <laughs> yeah. If the if the pressure of Florida and Ohio State got him, Lord only knows what the Auburn week would do to that man. Bro. It's President Auburn week. He'll definitely be coaching from a hospital bed. Yeah, he'll he'll be full. Um, What's his name? Hugh Freeze. He'll go full Hugh Freeze yeah. for sure. Thumbs up. Nice with a room everything. It'll get crazy. Yeah. Oh, how great would that be if it was Iron Bowl, Hugh Freeze up in one uh, bed? <laughs> <laughs> Urban Meyer in another bed. That would be wild. That would yeah. be insane. Yeah, that would be, be great. Maybe a real moment. But, um. Oh, I do have a question for you. Talk to me, bro. As a uh, Eagles fan, I feel like this might be an easy question for you, but uh, who would you side with more? You know, you had you had to back somebody. Yeah. Or you know, two are 
out in the middle of the ocean and you you can only save one. Yeah. Are you saving Andy Reid or Doug Peterson? Oh wow. Mm. Wow. Mm. One got I, you a ring. I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> I, I heard the question from you know different pod, and I was like, oh, I gotta ask Titus this. That hurt. That actually hurt me. Like to no, think about really? <laughs> losing one of them hurt. Like I love <laughs> they've done so much. Like Reed yeah. gave us basically. I ain't gonna lie. Andy Reed had gave me a childhood that involved a lot of playoff losses, but I never really saw the Eagles bad that long. Maybe like two years towards well, the end. It was only bad those last couple of years, and he had a lot going on in his personal life when that was yeah. going south and everything. No, uh, Andy Reid was like the the Mark Richt of the yeah. NFL. Yeah. yeah, but you know what? There is no Doug Peterson without Andy Reid. Mm. So I think I got to save Andy. Okay. Because Andy's coaching tree is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. It it's so I think I'd have to say Big Red. Do you think? Uh, we already talked about this when Doug Peterson got hired in Jacksonville, but I yeah. just thought about it more as that game went on. So, like, you know, well, Doug, Doug Peterson, like, we kind of questioned how long is Doug Peterson in this for? Because, I don't know, he just doesn't seem like a long-tenured coach because he's never <laughs> right. been a long-tenured coach. Right. So it just kind of seems like it's not a style. So yeah. it's like, well, how long is he going to be there with this young of a team? Hey, Doug might actually be in his element, though, in Jacksonville. He looks like a boat guy. The guy looks like he lives on a houseboat, always with a visor on. He does, um, he? You know, this might just be Peterson till retirement. He does. He does like he owns a houseboat, doesn't he? He really Yeah. Does. Oh, yeah, for sure. I get that up. And I think, um, no disrespect, but I think he has a quarterback that he likes. Yeah. And wants to keep. Yeah. And the things he's going well. Um, he won't have to worry about staff being a problem because one of the issues that happened in Philly was they were like, uh, how uh, how was like, hey man, somebody who's got to go from your staff and does like these are my people, yeah. How we like, but y'all not y'all not winning. And he's like, but these are my people. So then it's like, well, I guess you got to go. Yeah, <laughs> it was a lot of front office issues, and that seemed to be the problem in Jacksonville. Even which is funny because it's Trent Baalke who. Ran Jim Harbaugh back to college, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, I think that Jacksonville job seems to suit him. Yeah. Okay. Who he's given. I don't know if you did you see that um they kind of disagreed on like the two point conversion play call they were gonna go with? I heard about Trevor it. Dunn, yeah. uh, that was one of the parts I wasn't watching. So Yeah, yeah. Very sporadic viewing on my part this week. Yeah, that was in the Chargers game. Oh, that was Chargers game. Yeah, yeah. The like, two point version they went for, they had disagreement on the play call. But like that was the one game I didn't watch last weekend. I oh, fell was asleep. It? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. I yeah. fell asleep on the, the, yeah, the best game of the comeback. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they had disagreement on that because Doug like gives his quarterback some leeway to, you know, what you want. We're gonna go with that, you know. And the players players blocked them. And I think those dudes in Jacksonville, man, God, they were saying on the broadcast, Doug was there and like with everything that went on, I basically had to rebuild everything from the bottom up because I would if those dudes didn't trust me when I came in, I would have been mad at that from what I heard was going on. And so we had to rebuild trust. Those dudes locked in that man, bro. And I think yeah. that's that's really what's best because it's like that's the thing about a culture change, right? They those dudes went through so much negative stuff. They were like, uh, <laughs> they probably had PTSD. Like you know, people be flinching for no reason. I feel like they got yeah. that. They're like, ah, oh wait, I can, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. And, that, and, you know, I think they love that dude. And I think it's going to be a great fit for sure. However long he wants it to be a great fit. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I want to go back to Trent Balky for a second, too. That guy. And I, can I use Trent Balky as a little life lesson here? Yes, You please. know, 
Titus, sometimes we like to talk about, you know, the dangers of groupthink, you know, um, and I, I think I succumbed to the, the danger of groupthink when everybody, including us, when we were piling on Trent Balky last year, mm-hmm. because in the back of my mind, I really wanted to say they were good acquisitions that they made. They spent a lot of money. And I agree, like, yeah, they were overpaid a little bit. But if I was a GM in Madden, <laughs> oh, I, I give me a passing attack with Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, uh, Marvin Jones, Zay Jones, give me those guys. Give me those top speed guys. I'm going to air it out, spread it out all over you. Um, And then with Travis Etienne, who's a very good combo back, maybe one of the best combo backs in the league right now. And then Trevor Lawrence. Um, Yeah, you know, I just want to say I should have, going back, looking back on it, I should have been that one guy to stand up and say, you guys are wrong. Trent Balky knows what he's doing. <laughs> but uh, apologies to Trent Balky on that one. <laughs> so I went to one of my premier Jaguar Twitter friends to see how he felt about Trent Balky. Uh-huh. And his top tweet is a video that won't even play because it got dis- disabled, but I'm pretty sure it was a negative video. Yeah. Um, his second top tweet is, why is Trent Balky still here? And Shad says, I want the best people around me. And then this next week, the next thing is the room goes silent. So basically, yeah, it's a very anti... Uh, somebody said, how would you describe 2022? Okay. Yeah, no, dude, at the beginning of the year, we were saying, why isn't Trent Baalke? I remember we did a show trashing Trent Baalke. Yeah. We were like, why have you they not fired like, this man? You were left was like, yeah, I'll come here if y'all get rid of him. He was doing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we're like, yeah, it makes sense. I get it. I oh, get it. But how the tables have turned, Titus, because now Byron Dwight doesn't even have a job. I mean, we were so wrong Yo, if, about all of that. If that ain't like the most like. <laughs> Everything flipped. Yeah, like that happened so fast. Yeah. Everybody's like, all of a sudden, Byron Lewis is bad, is bad at his job. I'm like, why is he bad at his job now? Why, yeah. What happened? Like, yeah. That was so weird. And it happened so quick. But yeah, uh, I don't know what to do with that. Because it was so fast. Because people really were doing Byron Lewis by like week eight. Yeah. And Todd Bowles. I, They're out on Todd Bowles, too. He might be a bad head coach. He might be a head coach guy. Maybe. I See, I think it's a... I, I mean, that's another place they have to clean house. And I think that's, I mean, duh, that's what they're doing. Because it wasn't just um, him that got fired. It yeah. was along with seven or eight other guys. But yeah. um, you have to clean house there because that was a team when they, after they won the Super Bowl, Tom Brady was really the only old dude on it. All those other guys were young and yeah. they've either been traded or they've gotten hurt so much. And like the training staff can't keep them healthy. I mean, right. it just seems like they did... They got in these young guys who were just kind of like ready to go. They were finally primed and ready. Um, and then they just regressed ever since yeah. after winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, I think so. I think cleaning house is a good move on this. I, and I'm not saying I don't want that to be a uh, indictment on whether it's not much, which is a good yeah. Yeah. coordinator or not. So I think there's just deeper issues in that. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those things that I talk about all the time. Windows are closed fast in the NFL. Yeah. But it looked like they had a long one, though. It did. It did. Yeah. It's like, but you know what? You know what, Levi? What if they did have a long window, but part of that window was when Jameis was there. Oh. And he was throwing it away. Oh. Because he did maybe. go 30 for 30 with 5,000 yards. And Lord only knows what that, that's like. That's like a window year for a normal quarterback, right? Yeah. That's like a Super Bowl yeah. window year. So maybe by the time they got there, the window was already on. They were already on the other side of the slope. 
Maybe. 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 I'm not certain, but that could be it. Because Jameis did weigh some peaks over there. 30 yeah. for 30 is... <laughs> It's my favorite. Well, he, he definitely wasted the uh, offensive line peaks. Yes. Because the offensive yes. line was down. It was trending downward. Yeah, because those dudes either retired or one dude retired early, the other retired early. Another one got hurt this year. Like they were never, yeah. that line was never going to be right. Mm-hmm. That line wasn't built for a quarterback that can't move. Mm-hmm. Built for that, right? Um, Offensively, I feel like they got the weapons, right? They got God when you got Evans. It's just, yeah, it's not coming together. And whether that's the on coaching, whether it's on this personnel, I don't know, but they do need, seem to got to re, we got to restart that thing. Yeah. Just the restart button, you know? Yeah. Which, which I did hear some people, um, and I hope I'm not getting them mixed up, but I heard one football, you know, more expert breaking it down. And they did see, they weren't blaming anybody. They just didn't get what the connection or the disconnect was between Brady and Byron because a lot of apparently a lot of the schemes they ran this year was just something like they never seen Brady do. So it was like, uh-huh. is this Brady like, you know, saying, hey, we should try this going to something different? Or is this Byron trying to, you know, do something different? Because, right. yeah, so right. it was weird. Apparently they threw a lot of verts. Why are, why are you using Brady to yeah keep your receivers wide and throw verts? You can't do that. But that was what I thought over the, the middle. That was the funny thing. Why I thought the fit was weird in the beginning because I'm like when they first signed Brady, I'm like they like to go vertical. You got Mike Evans. I don't yeah. think he runs Brady routes. <laughs> but they, I mean, and they they start off slow because they were trying to do that, and then they adjusted it. Yeah, do more Brady stuff, and then went back to like that type of offense. Just like. Uh, all right, bro. Uh, I mean, Byron was definitely a vert guy. He was a vert so, guy, for yeah. sure. For sure. Byron's so he, like, come on, man. I could do it. I know you can do it, Brady. If I had Mike Evans, we were in verse all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I don't know where they go going forward. I don't know where Brady goes. He wants to keep playing. Apparently, he probably does. Vegas? Um, I, yeah, I guess. I don't. I mean, you got Devontae Adams, so I guess that's better, but. I like the New York fit better. If I had the choice, Jets, I'm going to the Jets. Yeah. That's our better fit. Yeah. The Jets are ready. Yeah, they're ready. The window's now. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because they got Sauce Gardner decide to be the best cornerback in football in a year, which is just. Yeah. When your name is Sauce, I guess you got to be that, right? Yeah. You have no choice. Like, he's, he's not afraid to live up to it. And I respect that. Yeah. I like him because he's cocky, humble at the same time. Because he was like, yeah, I got to earn my name. I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. I respect that. And you had the big sauce chain on. And you got the beat up. He's, he's, he's living life right. Yeah. He's living life the correct way. I like yeah. that, dude. But yeah, um, and, do you want to hey, give a- Where you were going there, that was, that's like the, the Smuckers. I was trying to think of Smuckers. With a name like Smuckers, <laughs> it's got to be good. That's a fact. So with, yeah, so with a name like Sauce, he's got to be good. That's a fact, though. That's yeah. a fact. Um, Levi, I know this has been like a po- year of positivity for me as an Eagles fan. <laughs> yeah. I know for months I've, well, probably, I don't want to say, I, I don't know how long, how, has it been months I've been saying, how long have I been saying I'm, ter- I'm terrified of the 49ers? How long have I been saying that? Fuck, it's been a while. Uh, for a while. I mean, yeah. back when Jimmy G was still playing. I was, with, yeah, I was terrified of them back then. Yeah. Yeah. I fear them. But now that it's here, now that I realize I can't avoid my fate and we got to see him and the Eagles got to see him, I'm excited, bro. I'm not even like, pessimistic i'm just i'm actually excited because like you know what bro if we get through them we can earn that like that mm-hmm. really earn that because they terrify me levi mm-hmm. i was listening to, um then how would you, would you rather your rival team lose 
before they play you in the playoffs, or would you rather kick them out of the playoffs? Oh, I'd rather kick them out of the playoffs. See, I agree with that, but I don't like the stress and the lead up to it and mm. the possibility of losing to them. Yeah. Because I was telling my man Q, who's been on the show before, who tortures me because he's a bad friend. Um, Because <laughs> I was talking to him, and I was telling him, I was like having a conversation about it, I feel like he's been secretly hating on me all year. Um, And he was explaining himself, saying that's not the case. It was just, you know, some other things. But it was a nice conversation. I feel like he was hating on my team all year, whatever. I thought he was hating on the Eagles. But I'm sensitive about the Eagles. And he was like, y'all in Dallas, like, that would be fun. That would be funny. I said, no, it wouldn't, because I wouldn't talk for him. I would disappear for a month if we lost to Dallas in the playoffs. Mm. that's that's the possibility that I never want in my life I don't want I I believe we could beat them but I don't want the possibility of us losing to them in a one game situation especially having just gone through it as a Carolina fan with Duke and I love the Eagles way more I love North Carolina way more like I watch Mm. Eagles regular season games I don't watch North Carolina regular season games respectfully Mm. (laughs) you know I watch a few of those like I love the Eagles way more the idea of Dallas beating Philly and Philly and having to live with that forever I didn't want that. So I'd rather just I was I was on board, just get him out of here, please. Please get him out of here. But yeah. No, I'm excited for this game though, man. Like the fear is gone. I just want to see what happens. I wanna get some questions answered. And there might be good news, bro, for the Eagles. Uh, what's up? If Jonathan Gannon gets a job, fingers crossed, I want the best for that man. We might get Big Pangio. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. That'd be nice. Yes. I'm like, you know That'd what? Nice. I've never rooted hard for someone to get a job before. I thought, but I thought Vic was already in a package deal with Sean Payton. <laughs> I mean, I don't think Sean Payton knows what his package deal is at this point. That's the thing. Yeah. I don't think he knows not. what he's doing. But yeah, so I mean, Vic's on the table. I was like, I was like, why we gotta wait for Jonathan to get hired? Why we can't just move on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know. Um you wanna get break down the game real briefly? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tom. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So, 49ers, Eagles, Levi. I really feel like a lot of people are saying these are the two most talented rosters top to bottom in the league right now. I agree with that. Um, the differences, differences are so small. I feel like, like I said, the trenches is going to be the issue, the thing. Um, can our pass rush affect them? Dallas's pass rush did affect Purdy a little bit. Can the Eagles' pass rush affect them? The Eagles' pass rush was the best in the league by a lot this year, a large margin. So them getting there is going to be interesting. But the 49ers literally have the style of off of team that beat the Eagles when they had everybody healthy. The commanders just didn't let the Eagles have the football. They just were like, nah, you don't get the ball. So it made every possession count. And we had turnovers in that game. This defense can this defense and offense can do all that. They can run the ball. Um McCaffrey, Mitchell, they can run the football, bro. Um, they got the short yardage plays with Debo, are the big splash plays with Debo. And they also have on the defensive end, Fred Warner, who I'm not like certain, but to me, I just think he might be just a, a, a read option, an option stopper by himself. Because he covers too much ground. You know, so I think that is the biggest fear. That's the biggest X factor is is Fred Warner. Because I don't think you can do like the Michael Parsons thing where we kind of just like neutralize him by running directly at him. I don't think that matters with Fred because Fred don't care. And if he cares, Greenlaw, Greenlaw don't care either. Um, the Those are the questions I think that have to be answered. Can the Eagles defensive line get pressure? And can the offense and can the defense do enough to get the offense enough chances? 
Because one thing about the 49ers, bro, you got to earn every yard, bro. Because they like to hit. They like to hit hard. So you didn't see the game live, but the build up to the last play, the Ezekiel Elliott center play, right? They lined it up. The 49ers called timeout, right? And like, I see D'Amico talking to dudes. I see him just nodding his head. And in my mind, based on what happened when the play started, you saw he saw the play later, right? When they came back out in that formation. Yeah. So when they came back out in that formation, I believe D'Amico had just told them, just go hit him. Just, 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 just hit him. Because that's what they did. Yeah. And it was over. I was like, yep. okay, you know what? They scared me. I don't think yep. I've seen them miss a tackle, Levi. And I use that direction. I don't think I saw them miss a, tackle, miss a single tackle yesterday. Mm-hmm. The only one that was close was like the, I forgot his name. One of the defensive ends almost had Dak in the end zone, but Dak broke off it. So I'm mm-hmm. strong. But that's the only missed tackle I think I saw yesterday, all right? Mm-hmm. They are sound all across the board. Can Brock Purdy do it again? It's hard for me to bet on someone as unproven as Brock, but there's so much around him that I think he can do it again. Basically, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is, no matter what happens in this game, I won't be shocked. The Eagles win by two. They lose by seven. Lose by ten. Lose by eight. Win by eight. Nothing's going to shock me, except for a blowout in either direction. Yeah. But I'm excited. I got goosebumps about this football game, bro. Yeah, I mean, you're ready. I, I feel bad for giving you my prediction because I just don't want to spoil this game for you, Titus. But, um, you know, I'll go ahead and spoil it for you. We all, I mean, and you already know how this is going to go. First quarter, we'll give the edge to the Eagles. They'll win that quarter. Second and third quarter, they'll be dominated by the 49ers. And the Eagles will find themselves in a little bit of a stalemate. But don't worry, Titus. The Eagles will hang around, and the 49ers and Kyle Shanahan will do what they do best. And that's absolutely fumble a lead. And Jalen Hurts will lead two drives, two long, fast drives down the field to take the lead late and win. I like that prediction. I'm good with that. Because I feel like this game deserves stress. I don't get that. I don't get to not be stressed during this game. I have to be stressed out, you know. I just yeah. do. But I really am in a place where it's like, if we lose, I'm gonna be disappointed. But I'm gonna be okay because I actually do believe the 49ers will be a great, great team. So like, you know what? Mm-hmm. A great team beat us. Fine. Sucks, but it is what it is. Um, yeah. I think they're just a matchup. I think we're both kind of matchup issues with each other. I think they both because the 49ers in their run this year hasn't really played a. I mean, they played Kyler Murray. By side. I think they missed Murray one of those games. So they haven't really played a real mobile quarterback this year that much. Mm-hmm. They played Justin Fields week one, but just week one Justin Fields is not week 10 Justin Fields. That was a different human being, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is a different test for them. But again, they have Fred Warner, which is just a neutralizer of everything to me. This game's going to be nasty. Yeah. This game's going to be nasty and gritty and real Philadelphia energy because both teams kind of got a real attitude. I mean, uh, I, I think Nick Sirianni's smart enough and – I mean, I may be stupid for even suggesting this, that this is a smart counter, but I'm thinking Nick Sirianni and y'all, y'all are going to utilize up-tempo off. I mean, it's going to be a real battle of different strategies because like you said, yeah, yeah, the 49ers are going to try to milk as much (laughs) clock as they absolutely can while the Eagles are going to be trying to get off that field as fast as they can, like getting into the end zone. So I think y'all are going to use a lot of up-tempo. They're going to slow it down. Yeah. And so I think that's what's going to create that uh, that little balance, though, that right. y'all will be well-rested in that fourth quarter of the <laughs> offense, Will, and y'all will be right. ready to make a late charge. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that's really what's going to come down to. I trust the O-line to be able to hold up. 
against that pass rush um, because it's the best O-line in football. Um, Lane, Johnson seems to be, Lane Johnson seems to be okay. Yeah. If he's doing what's working. <laughs> did you so, see the one-armed pancake by Kelsey? Yeah. I did. I did. Second best center in football next is Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> you know I mean, second best. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Uh, the other game, the Chargers. I mean, the Bengals, 49ers, The Bengals. Good God, Bengals Chiefs. Bengals game, Chiefs. Bro. Lord have mercy. Um, who you got? I'm gonna look at the spreads on these soon. Oh uh, yeah, I think it's one. It's net minus one for the Eagles and minus two and a half for the Chiefs. Ooh, that's what I saw. What's the odds on that? Oh, it's Philly two and a half and Cincy minus one. Phillies one half since he won. Yeah. So, so who you got? Awesome. Who you got? Or you want me to give my pick first? You can, you can go first on this one. Um. So I'm not even going to be. I'll I'll just go with Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm not not just oh. because of Joe Burrow. Yeah. No. Of course. No. But that, um, the look, the Chiefs defense that's the worst defense left in these playoffs. 100%. Um, they're not, yeah, they're not that good. The The Bengals are just way too good, right? The Bengals have an underrated defense, a top 10 defense, um, top <laughs> right. five in a lot of categories. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm giving the edge, uh, to, to the Bengals, and I don't yeah. even think it'll be that close. I think it'll be oh. too. Two score game at least. Wow, I feel like to your point about the Joe Burrow thing, like I, I think people are underrating how good that team is. Yeah, the but at the really same, Crown it, dude, it's just who Joe, Joe Burrow is and how he carries himself. He, he carries himself like I'm the reason we're here. He does, yeah. and he's not fully wrong, but it's like he does carry himself like that. But that yeah. team is kind of loaded. Even that it receiver, is. it's like you got you don't have just Jamar Chase. You got T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Yeah, and you got Joe Mixon running the ball like, <laughs> and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, like what, what? What don't you have, bro? Okay, you yeah. don't have an O line. I understand, but you know, there you can't get everything. You can't. All right, you got to give somewhere, and he's been fine. And but he is kind of like the dude is. He is seems like a winner guy, and I don't believe in a winner guy. That dude wins. He makes things happen. You know, things happen when he's around. I don't know what's going on, but things happen. He's got that dog in him. He does. I mean, that's why I give the edge to um, Philadelphia, too, because yeah. Jalen's got that dog in him. Right. And right. I think Joe's got that dog in him. Yeah. And, yeah, Patrick Mahomes does have that dog in him. But the dog only got one leg. But the dog only got one leg, and that dog does like to do too much sometimes. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, a lot of times, is his own worst enemy. Um, yeah. And so... He gets bored. Yeah. He legitimately just gets bored and wants to do stuff. I think he's gotten a lot better at this year after how he went out last year because he was the reason they lost that game last year, just getting impatient and just doing things he didn't have to do. Yeah. Um, and he knows that. So, like, I actually just listened to his episode with uh, A New Heights with Travis and uh, Jason. Um, well, he's back on there again or was No, nah, I listened to the old oh, okay. episode. Glad I listened to it. And he was kind of talking about just how um he gets impatient, just getting bored, trying to just take what defense gets. He wants to try stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, now try I'm like, okay, I shouldn't have done that. Art works. Um, but yeah, I think I just think with him being limited in mobility, I don't trust their receiving group. And I don't think Kelsey can get you. I just don't think just Kelsey can do that much. Because I don't know what the Jaguars plan of we're gonna let Kelsey catch 14 passes. I don't understand why that was a thing, but that was the thing they chose to do. And you know, it didn't work out too well because why would you do that? Well, I don't think the Bengals are gonna do that. 
I didn't know this, and I wish I would have known this going into Sunday because I would have actually made some money. But yeah. yeah, the the Jacksonville Jaguars all year were ranked 31st and tied in yards allowed. Oh, so okay. that's, that's the like thing. the one position they can't guard. <laughs> yeah, that's the tight thing. ends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will say though, as an Eagles fan, I would rather play the Bengals in the Super Bowl for two reasons, Levi. One, if Mahomes wins this game with one ankle. And then he gets two weeks to rest it. Lord and Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Cause mm-mm, I don't want that. I want nothing to do with that. Um, do you know the last time they played the Eagles? He didn't they didn't punt. Oh, really? They didn't punt, Levi. Wow. They had one interception. Wasn't the punt though. No, Was no punt. Last year? Uh 2021. Oh, okay. Yeah, no punts, Levi. Not not a single punt. So, mm-mm. <laughs> I don't want nothing to do with yeah. that. Uh, and the Bengals, the one you know, I can't rely on with the Bengals, Eli Apple got to cover Devontae or AJ Brown. Mm-hmm. Good luck, buddy. Mm-hmm. Wish you the best. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the one thing I wouldn't be worried about with the Bengals. Like, you know what? You know what? Eli mm-hmm. Apple's on the field somewhere. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. good. <laughs> You're right. That's a good. Uh, yeah, that's good right there. <laughs> so yeah, but the Chiefs, nah, I don't want nothing to do with that. Keep that away from me. Yeah. Yeah. So early predictions are uh we both got the Bengals. Yes. I don't think I picked the game, but I'm I'm copping a plea. I'm copping a plea due to fandom, conflict of interest. <laughs> so you got the Eagles. <laughs> I mean or you want me heart. to I mean I got the Eagles. I yeah, got Jalen yeah, Hurts. We'll, yeah, you got the team. Your pick is the team pick. Yeah. Jalen yeah, Hurts, Devontae Smith, Landon Dickerson. Roll Todd. Roll. That's what Todd. I'm saying. And they That's went from not I'm having, saying. you know, the Eagles went from not having a single SC player to how being like, you know what? I'm just uh, fine. Fine, guys. I'm just get seven of them now. Yeah, all I'll right? give in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all like, thanks, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> For real. But yeah, man. Uh, anything else we need to set, cover? Oh. Uh... Nope, that's it. That's it for All me. Right. Um, I'm making a guest appearance on another podcast tomorrow. I, oh. Um, I'll give more details on that as it goes. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I'm making guest appearance. Dude's boy Niners fan. So, ooh, uh, we'll be talking. Yeah, we'll be talking. Have a good conversation. We've been we've been talking all year about how we really don't want to play each other because like, mm-hmm. nah. Are we gonna make a little a little wager, a little friendly wager? We might actually. We're gonna talk about that. We haven't. We might though. We really just might. He does the um. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a black and white podcast. That's the name of it. So yeah, uh, I'll be on that one tomorrow, tomorrow night. So I'll probably be out Wednesday or whatever. And I'll put the link out to everybody when I go on there. So it's gonna be fun. Um, so yeah, man, thank y'all for listening. Uh, and NTE podcast everywhere. Yes, everywhere. All social medias. We can get the Twitter back active too at NTE podcast. So we can do some spaces, have some fun with y'all. Y'all can get up, talk. Y'all can talk to us. We can talk to y'all. Make fun of your bad takes. Also unveiling, I haven't told you this yet, but I've been working on another website because last week I wrote two blogs and I didn't have anywhere to put them. <laughs> and I was like, I need to make another website. Yeah, yeah, that, that WordPress. I hate WordPress. Yeah. So, uh, I think WordPress is too complicated for no reason. I'm not going to lie. It, it really is. So, uh, WordPress is being disbanded. And as soon as I get some money to, you know, pay for this little Squarespace uh, thing. I'll, I'll oh. shout out the blogs. So, yeah, uh, yeah. 
Fire, fire. Well, oh, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear one of the blogs or yes, what the? Yes, um, please tell me. So, Mike McDaniel, this playoffs. Well, the, the title of the blog is um, "I'm not an expert, but of course. I know who's drafting Stetson Bennett." And in my blog, I said Mike McDaniel's will be watching his old team, and uh, a thought will come to him, and it will occur. And a puff of smoke, and he'll say, "Hey, I, I need a backup quarterback for next year. This Brock Purdy guy looks pretty good. Oh, you know, you know who this Brock Purdy guy kind of reminds me of Stetson Bennett. <laughs> and and Mike McDaniel will have an epiphany, and he will draft Stetson Bennett. Yeah, an epiphany. That's incredible." Yeah, I wrote the whole blog just so I can get an epiphany. I love, yeah. I love that you did that. Honestly, I really, <laughs> I really love that you did that. Like you found a word, you built the whole blog off of it, and that's just that's the genius of you. Yeah, it yeah. Is. Th- thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I did think about it. Um, yeah, I was no, like, Daniel is probably going to have a high thought and get Stephen yeah. Bennett because they're like the perfect. same age. Yeah, exa- well, I mean, Brock is two years younger. Oh, are you talking about uh, McDaniel? Yeah, and- McDaniel and, and <laughs> Stetson Bennett. Yeah, they're the same age for sure. So, <laughs> yeah, my bad. That one went over my head. That was a good one. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's fire, though. Yeah, but we'll, um, once that's, once the website's up, it'll be on Liddy. the socials as well. Liddy. All right, man. Well, appreciate y'all, man. Enjoy this. Enjoy your week. We'll be back uh, at some point.